0: Hey, how are ya? Hey, how are
1: ya? Hey, how are you? Hey, how are ya? Hey, how are you? Hey, how are you, man? Senor. Senor. How are you, senor? My neck, my neck, my back, my back. Gonna make you. had an inflatable whale hanging from the ceiling. We had a large stuffed horse, Nene. Shout out to Nene. I don't know where you were at. Probably landfill. Treated you like a freshman for like a week and a half? Still do. (laughs) 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 Y'all always have
0: served as big brothers, mentors, etc. Thanks, Pete. You're kind of like a little sister to me.
1: Yeah. You You don't need a bunch of coin to get together with the boys and chit-chat and have a quality time, a greasy time.
0: Shall we head to my favorite planet in the galaxy? The planet of good vibes. The planet of good vibes. (laughs) The planet of good vibes. The planet of good vibes. It is.
1: You're searching for a Space Ranger.
0: The Ham Planet
1: Podcast. <laughs>
0: beautiful, 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 beautiful. To the In the process. five, four, three, two, and one. Top of the morning, folks. Good afternoon, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Ham Planet Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Ham. And if you are new to the show, I will tell you what. You tuned in to a fantastic episode. Well about three things here at the Hand Planet Podcast? Simple as that. Good vibes, great people, and glorious stories. So if you're into those things, you can respect those things. Or you yourself are a good viber. Make sure to spank that subscribe button because we have an abundance of all three. Ladies and gentlemen, we have two... Fantastic Canadian gentlemen who have made the voyage, the trek, down to the Lone Star State. I'm honored and hyped beyond measure to have them in the studio tonight. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, let's give it up for Mr. Blair Kostlich and Mr. Rupert Kostlich. Let's go. Whoa, 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 hell of a crowd tonight Big crowd Going bonkers out there How are you feeling, sir? Uh, happy to be here Thanks for that
1: uh, warm welcome
0: Brother always in the warmest for my Canadian brothers
1: Flew a long way to get here You sure did? Left the snow for your 40 degree heat,
0: Celsius 40 degree Celsius, is that where we're at? Yeah Last
1: hot as shit? Well, no, it's like 36, but almost 40 That's hot We round up, it's hot it's hot It is hot You can see I'm sweating under the eyes right mm. now Yeah.
0: Oh yeah Blair how are you feeling despite the sweat mm. under the eyes
1: I feel sweaty first and foremost uh-huh. mm, yeah. Very good to be here Good to be with Pete uh, Very supportive of what you're doing here and I, lo- I love that I yeah. love you for that And good to be in the Lone Star State. We had barbecue last night which we haven't had since probably the last time we were here Five years ago, six years ago So it's good Things will- are good we
0: love to see it. Boys, so, of course, happier in the Lone Star State. But as many who know you, know that y'all come from the great land of Vancouver, Canada. So what I want to first dive into is y'all's childhood, because it was unique in its own right. I know that y'all obviously grew up in Vancouver, which is very different from well, we've got here in Texas, and y'all we also were homeschooled um, during those early elementary years. So brothers, tell me a little bit about the Blair and Rupert
1: childhood. Um, we'll start with, we'll with Rupert. Okay. Yeah, you just point. Yeah, I'll just point. point. Uh, Privileged. Fortunate. Childhood. Great. Great mom. Great dad. Still around. Thank you. Um, shout out paul shout out cynthia that's right paul and cynthia mama c
0: and uh excellent sister excellent sister
1: best sister
0: honestly one of a kind sister yeah so we're giving a shout out to flo as well that Um, makes me curious was flo also
1: homeschooled she was she was yeah three dyslexic kids the the school system isn't kind to dyslexics early on so um I've heard that. Yeah. So when y'all
0: started homeschool, was it at the same time as like a kid would start pre-K or kindergarten?
1: Yeah, so we went to kindergarten. We went to like real kindergarten, real preschool. Okay. Real grade 1. Okay. And then it it was quickly determined that uh these kids can't read. Well, <laughs> fair enough. Um so still can't read. Yeah. No scripts here, which is lovely. Um, Unscripted.
0: I like that. Yeah, We're unscripted here at the AmPlanet podcast. Mm -hmm. And we're not a kid's program, so we're not trying to teach anyone to read here. No. Okay, so we were dyslexic, and that was kind of the root of why we went to homeschool. Part of it, and also
1: my father wanted the flexibility to do some traveling with his young family. Yep. And being in school for however many months of the year it is, what is that, 10, 10 months normally?
0: Yeah, almost every, every month except June and July.
1: Yeah, so they didn't teach us. Our parents didn't teach us. We, ha- we had hired a teacher, so you have now basically one teacher, three students, so you can move through the curriculum quite quickly, um, and they can also educate you and teach you to do stuff like read in ways that are uh, more beneficial for dyslexic people so we learn how to read and write differently than most a different method which is a whole nother science we can get into if that's what we want to talk about
0: i would i would love to hear more about it because i don't know about it
1: well I, I don't think we'll do the science justice but yeah. i and we know we're not scientists right what i what i do remember is we we would learn every um root word prefix and suffix in the english language so like if you think of unconditional un would be the prefix right um and so you would learn what un meant and you'd learn that across all words and or all the prefixes suffixes and root words and so over time you just train your brain for those different elements and so then when you're reading you're more or less putting those things together and then it becomes second nature it's not like you have to think of each of them individually but that's ultimately what we did
0: it makes words like a puzzle in a sense which i like yeah and i feel like that is applicable to life you're able to put the pieces of the puzzle together in all different realms of life so it looks like it may have paid dividends, and I definitely. Paying. 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 Perpetuity. Paying. Yeah. Don't forget the ING.
1: Yes, also important.
0: Love to see it, boys. So we were homeschooled up until grade, grade
1: five. Five grade. Yeah, so it was uh, two, three, four, and five. And part of the reason, too, that Rupert um, didn't touch on was we were living on Gambier Island. So, and it's a, I wouldn't say it's. It's remote because it doesn't have any, you know, roads or infrastructure. What is Gambier Island? It's a island in the uh, in Howe Sound, which is a a sound near Vancouver, BC. It's only thirty minutes from uh, the city, um, and off the shore, right? You got to take a boat. You Have to take a boat. Yeah, there access. there is a ferry to one part of the island, but not the part where we were. So, yeah, there's a commute, and we didn't commute all that much because we'd just be up there. And so you'd, you know, get a bunch of groceries or whatever you needed and stock up and then you'd be there for a while and then you'd come back. And so that definitely, um, informed some of the reasons why we were homeschooled.
0: So two twin brothers and a big sister Mm
1: -hmm.
0: educated homeschooled on the island in the Pacific Ocean
1: off the coast of Canada. More or less. More or less. Yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah. So. One thing that I feel like was an education its own was being on Gambier Island.
1: Sure. It's great to to grow up like that, in the trees, in the nature.
0: In the trees, in the nature, and some of the finest nature. Mm. As a matter of fact, I'm honored and privileged enough to know a little bit about Gambier Island. There's definitely a lot more. I'd love to learn about it. But diving into that a little bit more, how did Gambier Island become a
1: part of y'all's family oh there's a long story there but the short of it is our family heritage um and and business was in tugboats and these tugboats were hauling timber from british columbia's rich timber reserve
0: oh yeah lots of trees up up there big ones
1: thick yeah so trees get cut down then they are brought to the ocean and they are floated in the ocean for a certain amount of time. Yep. One, it's easy to transport them because they're so big. And two, they, they kind of go through a brining process where the fresh sort of the, the bugs that they got while they were growing on land, they kind of die off while they're sitting in the salt. But you don't want to leave it too long in salt water because they grow saltwater bugs. Um, so during this process, they're towed down closer to Vancouver. These logs okay. are sat on different areas, one of them being this bay on Gambier Island. In order to do that, a little piece of land needs to be owned by Rivto, which was the tugboat company. Okay. And so eventually that that company went through its various stages and um, eventually was dissolved and broken up and and taken by a bigger company. And um, unfortunately usually happens. Yeah. And then these pieces of land were there. And so my father got a little piece of paradise and the rest is history.
0: So was your dad Paul? Shout out Paul. Shout out Paul. Was he one of the founders of the tugboat business or was he kind of
1: fathered no. in? No, he he was a he was the son of a of somebody else who started that that company. Mm-hmm. No uh, way. Yeah. But the reason he was going to Gambier is he used to he used to take um he he loved boating, and he used to take a sailboat up there quite often. And then, um, so that's how he originally found it. It just happened to be part of the rift scenario. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, like Rupert said, then over time it became his.
0: So, Paul, I've always viewed him as one of the most interesting men in the world.
1: Wow, he'd, he'd love to hear that.
0: Cynthia, one of the sweetest She'd, ladies in the she world. She would also love to hear that. Among many other great qualities... Um, but going on to Paul, was he someone who knew that that was his route that he was going to go into, or do you all really know?
1: Sort sort of no. I, th- I I don't think, you know, I think you grow up and you enjoy life, and then at a certain point you realize you have advantages or things around you, and there may be family assets and, and whatnot that could be managed, and he, he absolutely started doing that. But uh, you know he's a he's a free soul. He, he kind of does what he wants. He absolutely does, yeah.
0: which I love to see it personally. Yeah. Um. So, the tugboat business. Tugboats. Was it something y'all were involved in or a part of or witnessed growing up, or was
1: it? No, it had ran its course. At no, that it point? Had, it had pretty much run its course at that at that point. But we grew up around the water, so. Uh, We didn't grow up around tugboats or anything like that, Um, but we certainly grew up around the water, fishing, crabbing, prawning, uh, definitely a big part of our upbringing, Um, but no, not the tugboat company.
0: I'm glad y'all didn't, because if y'all maybe took over the tugboat company, y'all may have never came to Baylor.
1: This is true. This is true. We may never have come to the great state of Texas. And to preface,
0: which we'll dive into the whole story, but... Blair Rupert and I are such great friends because we met at good old Baylor University, the best that's university right. in the United States of America. See, si, see. Si. And in North America. See. Si. Even though some, of some other schools might have something to say about that. <laughs> some but other
1: schools, the other ones. Yeah, the, uh, nice. the other
0: ones. But that's how we met. We met at Baylor mm. and rugby teammates, roommates, and we'll get there, and we'll get there. But going back to the elementary years, what do y'all think were some of the main lessons y'all were able to pick up, given the fact that y'all were taught, educated, and
1: raised, you know, amidst nature? We never owned a, a video game console. So when everybody had, you know, PlayStations and then Xbox and so on, we never had those things. Never have, right? Never had. Never yeah. owned it. Never owned one. So, and didn't really watch a lot of TV growing up. We spent all of our time pretty much outside. And so to Rupert's point, definitely informed what we like doing now, which is, you know, fishing, hunting, just being outside in general. Um, so, yeah. When y'all were young, was there any
0: specific wilderness activities that y'all just were hooked on?
1: We we didn't really have, it, it wasn't like we were camping or hunting or fishing m- much with our family, but we had family friends that would come so there's a guy named fred if it wasn't for fred blair and i would have never probably picked up a fishing rod he wasn't out fred shout Shout out out fred Fred. we love you buddy yeah fred fred's a cool guy and so fred's still fishing he he's not fishing very often but he's still kicking yeah he's well he's he's, he's an old man but he's still around
0: yeah so fred's the one who taught you boys how to fish yeah for sure
1: basically catching cod and ling cod and that's some hard shit to do yeah so he did that. And then there was this other fellow and he wasn't related to us. Uh, there's another guy, Greg. Shout out, Greg. Shout out, Greg. He's probably the greatest outdoorsman that I know for sure. Like he would head into the, the woods with a knife. So yeah, what could Greg do? He's the kind of guy that his idea of a good time would be give me a buck knife and a piece uh, of string and an orange and, and just, like a flint, yeah. you know, to spark a fire. And I'm going to just head out into the woods yeah. and I'll see you in maybe a couple of weeks alive and well fed and if i don't see it no it didn't work out fair yeah and he always came back but basically he would take us and you know we would hang out in the woods and 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 sleep under the stars and stuff like that and he would teach us those things so it was very much about the community that were were around us yeah sort of said hey this is kind of fun
0: and just the aspect of adventure i know it's still a huge theme in Mm y'all's life but I'm sure when y'all were kids,
1: just walking around and exploring Zambia Island. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did a is, lot of walking. I don't, think you yeah. appre- I don't think you appreciate it when you're little. Though. No. You just take it for granted because it's all you know. It's like, this is what was here before. This is all I kind of know. And Right. Um, but then traveling and seeing other places and then getting older and realizing, oh, this was actually pretty special. Yeah. You appreciate it more. No doubt about it.
0: Yeah. It definitely makes you think about how special those young years are and how important it is for our young kids nowadays to get outside. That's it. Get in nature.
1: Yeah. Well, it's crazy. So we spend a lot of time in airports recently and we were talking oh, yeah. about this earlier. Um, you go around an airport and all, all the kids you'd see have like iPads. There's not a single one of them. That's not like holding a screen from the age of like, you know, there's kids and toddlers with these little like arms that are holding the iPad. For I him. hate that shit. And um, yeah, it's crazy. It's like, you know, it is what it is. It's the times, but um, we definitely didn't have that. And it certainly has informed what we do. So it's just, it'll be interesting to see how that informs that generation, you know, to be oh, yeah. on the devices
0: so early. It's a scary thing. I mean, to be fully transparent, it's a scary thing. It's but what do you, what do, you do with Hadley? Daddy doesn't allow it. We're going outside. We're- Fair. Daddy says no. She's, she's the one cutting down a tree. Uh, honestly, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. She's still working on her tree chopping strength. <laughs> okay. Not far from having it, though. Um, but to give a more practical uh, solution that others could use out yeah. there is I'm a big advocate of drawing. A thing you can do is draw the outline of an animal and tell them, have a go. So, you're telling Colored me that you, you draw the outline yeah, you're animal. drawing it? Yeah, I draw outline of a horse. Do I draw a piece outline of an elephant.
1: I want to see your elephant right now. We want to make sure she's learning how to draw these animals correctly because like, you here. could be yeah. training her to draw, you know, elephants that aren't elephants, and then that could be an issue. Maybe yeah, here we go. We'll get a quick elephant. Wow. You'll see it here first.
0: Uh, I will say, elephant's not my best animal. <laughs> has this, but I'm better at horse.
1: I'm better at a horse and I'm better at a cow. Don't doubt yourself, Pete. And are, are you spending a lot of time? Like, are you gonna do a quick abridged no, yeah, version? It's, 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 or
0: it's always it's pretty quick. It's okay. always very it's page, just, the pages blank. Go. Page is blank. Page nice. is blank, ladies
1: and gents. Do you have a do you have a nice felt pen? You want a felt pen so they can see it? There's felt pens all over this place.
0: Um yeah, go ahead and what do we got? Give me a good hard colour.
1: Okay, plug myself. Here. Ladies and
0: gents, first time drawing on the Hand Planet podcast. If you're not watching on Spotify, if you're not watching on YouTube, you're missing out. Go ahead and look at the video because this is, uh, we'll see.
1: Wow. Wow. He's thinking about it. Where do you start, the trunk
0: or the tail? So one thing I'd like to preface with, I do, I like to draw the whole body. So she knows kind of the shape of the animal. Well, I hope so. What do you, what do you leave so, out? Well, sometimes tongue? it's just a face. I see. That's some, um, got to see the whole picture. That's what I said.
1: Here we go. Elephant, quick elephant. Wow, concentration. You can know, you know, it's concentration when the tongue comes out and it's out for sure. Tongue's always out. We're getting there, ladies and gents. We are getting there with the elephant. It's looking pretty good. Not going to lie. I think better than I could do. I'm a creative guy. You're going to give us an elephant sound when you showcase this to the crowd here, Pete? Yeah, uh, that would I'll, be effective. A... Wow. Here we are, ladies and gents. We have an elephant. Is it perfect? No. Wow, but... Pete. I'm actually quite impressed with your elephant. It's, uh, it's, so, too it's a well-fed elephant. Wow. Can I see that? Yeah, big, thick bastard. Oh, yeah. I like him thick. Wait, can wow. you sign it first? Um, Yeah, yeah, sure. Here's a little signage. Well, we'll get a little signage. Yep, that'll do it. Mr. Elephant wow mm-hmm. pretty good i would just basically hopped out of the serengeti and onto this
0: piece of paper over here so speaking of the serengeti mm-hmm. um speaking of the serengeti what is the serengeti or that's a huge massive roman battle
1: am i right i know I, a roman battle the serengeti i think it's a huge not a historian. <laughs> not a history artist, an artist, remember, not a an artist. I fuck with history though. I, the Serengeti, my, knows I love history. my understanding is it's a big, it big old grassland and it floods and then it, there's a drought and it dries and there's lions and tigers and I don't think <sighs> bears, but no, oh my,
0: similar to Pangea. Yeah, P- uh, Pangea,
1: it's Penigia. <laughs> no, it's Pangea. No one knows how I actually no, pronounce that. Let's be real. It's 100% Pangea, I think. Um, but it's like, you know, David Attenborough, He's goes to Serengeti with a camera, Yeah, yaks about the animals, and then BBC makes a documentary about it.
0: Oh, okay. That's the place. I'm seeing it. Yeah. Attenborough. Attenborough. A legend. Very, very much Great so. guy. I look up to him. Do y'all?
1: Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: He's a character. He really is. Yeah.
1: He's old, though. I can't imagine he's doing... I feel like screen. he's always been old. There's actually a documentary out about his early life and like yeah. his life in total. And it shows him when he's young, he's mm-hmm. strapping lad, but he's always been doing the same thing. Well, I mean, actually that, I don't know that for sure, but it seems like the documentary, he's always been kind of doing the same. Thing.
0: He likes nature. Yeah. He, he likes nature. Mm-hmm. Damn good voice for it too. Very yeah. good. Yeah. It wouldn't be me right there with you, brother. Yeah. Fair. I mean, I wish you could, but we're getting there. Okay. So getting back on track, getting back on track here, boys. So when did we go from homeschool to then being in normal school?
1: Sixth grade. Sixth grade. Grade six. Went to a Well, and we were on the island, and then we ended up coming back to Vancouver for a couple of years. So um yeah, we were in Vancouver homeschooled for a year or two years, and then we went to a school in Vancouver uh for what you guys call middle school we don't really have middle or we do in the sense that we have the grades but we don't call we don't call it middle school or at least our circles never did um so it's you know grade six seven eight and then in grade nine we went to the school we graduated high school from
0: so when y'all first went to public school or mm-hmm. private or, or normal school private. public or private 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 yeah um was it a tough transition?
1: Were you all no, because I and I think I think where homeschooling goes wrong, in my opinion, is if you don't have other means to socialize the your, kids that are in the school because your, your children. If they if they if they don't have any community outside of just learning from you know a tutor or a parent, um and they don't get to build those communication skills then yep. I think that's, I mean, that's going to be tough for anybody homeschooled or not. Um, and so we were always involved in, you know, a ton of extracurriculars. And even to the end, there's, you know, we were involved with some schools. Um, and so when we went to this first school in grade six, yeah, it wasn't a, it really, it was just a teacher with more kids in the class, really for us. Well, a lot, a lot more teachers because we, you know, because you have a teacher for almost every subject.
0: You do, which has its pros and cons, but going off that point, I definitely feel like one of the best ways to socialize as a young kid is through sport.
1: Agreed.
0: Agreed. Schooling. Sorry, mom, but it just kind of pissed me off when I was a kid. I, I just was like, I'm not was Peter, having it. Was Peter a good student? Peter was always intellectually capable. It's Was like intellectually challenge. implied applied. Not at all times. Fair. I it's a lot to ask. It is a lot to ask. Uh to, to axe. Shout out to my axers out there. <laughs> Throughout all academia. As long as I got a 3.0 or higher, which some people that's hey, 3.0, good shit. Some people it's like what are you doing that's not that's not good don't say that but i'm just being shooting all straight i knew as long as i you know held the standard wasn't a dumbass or wasn't like super genius i knew it wouldn't be something i was kind of like pressured upon me
1: right did you did you get an a in strength and conditioning or did you yeah. not go to that too
0: um Believe it or not, I actually got a B plus in a at Baylor. Wow, Pete, wow. I'm disappointed in your previous Be- self. Because I skipped the last two classes wow. to work out with the rugby team.
1: Oh. Oh. Oh, so allowance for a doubtful account. Right. It was it was a good reason.
0: But the guy said I was like, come on, dude. Like I've been in here every single class, pumping iron hard, helping others, educating. Helping others lift their weights. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he was like, ah, I just, I got to do it. It's part of the curriculum. I'm like, okay, that's okay. I'm okay with the B plus. Fair. Okay. So we went back to school, six, middle school, seventh,
1: eight, all the way. Uh, yeah. to And then we went to the final school where we graduated from. Um, and that's where we, and that's where we, speaking of rugby, that's where we started playing rugby and ultimately that's how ask. we met yeah i was just about to delve into that
0: mm-hmm. so tell us about how y'all started playing rugby and why y'all started
1: playing we, we actually started the summer before we went to this new school Collingwood, in the ninth grade yeah so we actually the summer before we we went to this rugby camp which was basically one week of summer program where you played rugby for a couple of t- times a yeah yeah um and it's for amateurs so it's for kids that had never picked up a ball before and our only previous sport that we really played um was baseball so you know a a sport that isn't very physically demanding um to a sport that is very physically demanding right Um, i think baseball (laughs) gave us a bunch of things like how to be strategic in playing sport because it's strategic game but we played rugby for that that and then we went to Collingwood and um yeah went went on the team there and the rest is history just started loving it. I I don't know if we started loving it right away. I I, I we had very no, good coaches right that were uh it was a small school so it was about hundred kids per grade and they played all the sports so they played you know basketball well the main the main sports I'd say basketball um, rugby soccer and so football or not a sport? Nah, football there no um,
0: okay. there
1: were schools that played uh, Canadian rules football but um, not at Collingwood and too small and so the coaches had to a lot of their job was recruitment because they'd hack they had they couldn't just ask you know a handful of kids to come play they had to pretty much ask all the guys to go play multiple sports in order you know, to fill okay. these teams and uh, I say we I don't think we liked it right away is because it was very physical. We were not big guys. I mean, we're still not big guys, but we we were pretty small. And so, to join a team that has multiple grades in it, and practices right. are physical. You know, you it's not like hey, baseball go and, and, and you're throw. the new kids at the school. Right. So it's like here's an opportunity to right or maybe the alpha males to make a statement, make some smack.
0: Right. And just to put that in perspective for some of our southern Texan friends, imagine. Going to a new high school, never playing football before, being one of the s- smaller or so, or not the biggest guy, enjoying the team and having to establish yourself, not an easy task. No. And a lot of people out there I know can relate to that in the football. And, and in rugby, it's just the same, if not even harder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so y'all
1: got in. Y'all weren't liking it or it was tough it was just you know it was like it was probably one of those things you'd leave practice like what am i doing like what what have we gotten ourselves into and then you know contemplating maybe that's something we're not going to do and then you get to school the next day and the coach is like nope yep. like you gotta come out and just not giving <coughs> you really it. not really giving you away which is great for the coaches i mean that is that the lesson there that's is what a huge. coach is supposed to do yeah builds a lot of character
0: okay so you'll start playing rugby Obviously, fast forward, y'all ended up getting pretty damn good, and I know y'all had some coaches that really changed the game for y'all, motivated y'all, made y'all into great players.
1: We yeah, we were we were both forwards. Yep, um, and we're both tryhards, so it's like a coach's dream to have people right. to try really hard. Um, so absolutely, Blair played played hooker or that's what he was um, practicing at and I played uh, flanker for anybody who's not a rugby person hooker is the name for a position Mm -hmm. yes get your mind out of the gutter yeah come on guys yeah
0: come on it's uh, a very hard position it is a very hard position a very hard position. I mean all
1: all front row is hard but especially hooker Mm -hmm. so yeah anyways we had these great coaches Not and and to also mention the school we were at Collingwood is a rugby school. It's known Collingwood Rugby School. Yeah, and so we had these ex Canada uh, player coaches, a guy named uh, Spears, and then another guy named Kennedy and Hatch, and then another guy named Hatch. Um, Yeah, they just knew how to do things right. They were hard practices. Cardio came first, skills came second, and then you started playing as a team, and. That's a that's a winning formula. So it absolutely is, and said,
0: sorry, we're 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 having a pickle refreshment. Sorry for Pete's having a pickle refreshment, which for is refreshment. wild. I've never, a, I will have one eventually, but that's
1: pickle. Yep, pickle. Not sponsored, though, like so, the, like the cured cucumber.
0: Yep, yep. Wow.
1: Yep. Love a good. Is it alcoholic? Uh, or is it just pickle? Let's see.
0: Yeah, I think they sprinkled some of that stuff. In. Yeah,
1: yeah. Wow. Yeah. Go, go. Learn something new every day. Pickle
0: juice. Beer. Pickle pickle beer. So, to our rugby journey. Y'all accelerated pretty quickly in getting good at the sport. Um, what made y'all want to continue to play after high school had ended? Was it a big part of y'all's identity? Did y'all feel like? It's something you needed to stay sane. Was it something that helped you just stay healthy? Was it a
1: well, collection of all those? I think the answer is different for both of us because we had different paths. So when before we start came, with you, yeah, before we came to Baylor, uh, we were studying at the University of Calgary in Alberta. Um, and when I when we went there, I chose not to play rugby. Blair chose to play rugby, so he played for two years there while we were there. And, uh, I filled my time doing other things. Um, but when it came to coming to Baylor, the reason I joined was the reason I enjoyed being playing in high school, which is you immediately have a community. Oh yeah. You immediately. And and the second is you immediately have something that keeps you physically fit. No doubt about that. So and tough and tough. Um, so that, that's the reasons why I continue playing. All good traits for men. Yeah.
0: And and women, you know. I don't know if I want Hattie playing rugby,
1: but respect to those that do. You might not have a choice if you keep that iPad away from her and she's gonna have to fill her time doing something. Yeah, and if she if she
0: she's if she she's rivals a your strong height, girl. She, yeah. She's dense boy. She's I mean, she could not she already knocks people down. She's already doing uh Rucking drills with Rocky. Oh. oh
1: speaking of Rocky, he keeps licking
0: my Yeah, he's a he's licking a, my feet.
1: World's biggest wiener dog.
0: Yeah, World's Biggest Wiener Dog is on set again tonight, ladies and gents. Shout out Michael Vick. Good guy. He bounced back from
1: that whole. Thing. He did. Ouch. Uh
0: so Blair, why did you keep playing
1: rugby after high school? Uh I think it was definitely a, at the time, probably a bigger part of my identity than Rupert. Yep. Yeah. Um yeah, I just really liked it. I really liked the sport. Uh, and then in the 12th grade, um, and this is where I get to toot my own horn. I toot got, it. I got MVP and that I think was just like the most encouraging thing for me. And so huge. I wanted to keep doing it. And I got to Calgary and I had one friend that went, that graduated with me at Collingwood. He wanted to play rugby. We played and we were on a phenomenal team in Calgary. We went not the first year, but the second year we went undefeated. We won um, I can't remember what our division was called. Um, Can West. Can West. And then I won MVP that year. And so then when I came to Baylor, it was just a non it was, I was going to play. And no doubt about no it. No doubt about it. Um, and uh, yeah, we went to the late night at the Slick, that uh, sports complex at Baylor. Yep. Saw Pete for the first time. Don't think we had a conversation, but he was just, a I think little, it was a little. Great. It was a head nod. Yeah, maybe a head nod. You know, it's kind of intimidating. You meet a bunch of guys and they're all like chest out, trying to flex on everybody. Yeah. And um, so, anyways, yeah, I met you, and then came out for the training the next, or the the alumni game or whatever it was the next day. Yep. And uh, yeah, that and was then it. It you
0: know. was the start of something special. It was very. And with that being said, ladies and gents, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll see your beautiful faces here in a sec stay tuned don't go anywhere the best is about to come up i'll tell you what man i feel really good right now i'd like to say this to you kids i was born ready. Okay. ready game. Bad game. if you don't scrape your tongue you're nasty remember the alamo yes, sir. so let's give it up ladies and gents wow
1: i popped my perk over taunted <laughs>
0: how are the women in green bay wisconsin how are the women in green bay
1: need to get on his yoga Ham awesome. needs to see me on the golf course, by the way. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I am Fiona in the swamp. <laughs> to me, I'm talking to you. Yo, if you're a fish.
0: Uh, Get out, her swan, honey. Is Joe Flacco a gold jacket quarterback? No, no, no. Yes, no. he sir. Mick McFickerson. You. Rat Louisa. Oh, yes, The oh, smile on this guy. Freshly fixed. Here comes Santa Claus. Here comes Santa. Oh, that person's
1: going. Yep. They're fired up. Mm. You know, actually, simmer down a little bit. Simmer, 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 it, Simmer. Just go ahead and take a seat. That was a really nice introduction. I just look for a nice looking pair of white sneaks and I'm like done.
0: Sorry, technical difficulties, camera man is drunk. Back. Robin goes-
1: Williams with the slime, the green slime. Oh, flubber. Oh, flubber. Flubber. That's what they sound like.
0: It does sound like it. Mm-hmm. And if you love Robin Williams, welcome back to the Hand Planet podcast. And if you don't love Robin Williams, I think you should, but come back to the Ham Planet podcast, ladies and gentlemen. It's Peter Ham. It's Blair Koslich. That's us. Me. And Rupert Kosslitz. What? Yeah. In the house tonight. Oh, we are yeah. fired up. We are mm. happy. Mm. We just uh, have that warm, fuzzy feeling inside. See? When you get to hang out and have
1: some good old times. See? This is basically with special w- friends. This is basically what we spent three, how well, three Probably year. more like two. Cause we never, I mean, I guess three years. Yeah, well, it was. It was what well, we were in the same household for two. It was basically what we did for two years, but without microphones mm-hmm. and right. probably for good reason. Well, you know, I'll tell you what. I'd like to go back and listen to sure. all those fly on the wall. Fair. Either lucky or unlucky It be very or confronting. Depends who you are. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. It would probably make me
0: feel good. I'd be like, okay, you learned.
1: Oh, we definitely learned. Uh, we learned, yeah, all the things and, yeah, probably what not to do. Yep. And that,
0: you know, brings us right back to where we started from, which mm-hmm. was Baylor, which is where the friendship was born, the brotherhood was born. Great school. And it's where both of you traveled from Canada to now call Texas home. How was that transition?
1: Uh, well, it was a little bit scary to be honest. Um, kind of took a leap of faith. We, we originally thought, okay, we'll take a, we'll do a exchange, right, while at the University of Calgary. So go for a term to Turkey or something like that, and then come back. And then we thought, well, maybe we could just change the whole thing and go spend the rest of our time schooling somewhere else. So we looked yeah. at looked at a bunch of schools. Yep. And uh, Baylor stood out for a number of reasons. Um, I definitely would love to know the reasons. Well, it was it was far away, but it still in the United States. But it was basically as far as you could get away, sort of. Oh yeah. As South as you go, um, at least. Far
0: f- far away from. It wasn't. Canada. It
1: wasn't like going to Seattle. Because yeah. going to Seattle for us would be like going on the train. On the yeah, Seattle would have been closer than Calgary, where we went to school in mm-hmm. Vancouver. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. But one of the major reasons was because through the administration process or the process of you know sending in a letter or or talking to them or asking questions, they were so responsive. It was like you would send them an email, Baylor an email. They would send you one back. You had a basically a caseworker, and we their job was to they just got away. They if were if you're tryn- a good student. They were definitely yeah, and um and then we c- came down and we had an interview with the the guy that was leading the entrepreneurial program and they were so on the ball. We thought if they're going to spend this amount of effort yeah on two guys or anybody before or that anybody. individual s- provides any kind of coin at all, right? Then what's going to happen when we start shelling it out for real? Yeah. And uh, our assumptions were were true in that they, they delivered before and after the coin shelling. They, um, I think also it probably helped that we were international, which felt weird because it didn't right. feel really like we were international, especially where we were living the first year because we were in an international dorm, Brooks. Yep. And we were, you know, Canada and the U.S. is so similar in a lot of ways and so it didn't feel that way. But I think part of the reason that they were so responsive is because we, we probably, we were going through this international admissions office, not the normal admission. At least I right. think that's that was the case. Cause that's where we had to do all of our paperwork.
0: I could imagine, you know, a little extra emphasis. Mm-hmm. Probably. No doubt about that. It's, it's honestly a huge like, branching out selling point to have a international, international student body. Mm hmm. I see why it's valuable to the schools. I really? mean, I don't blame them. They didn't, they didn't put much emphasis on me, but it's because I told them from <laughs> the get-go, hey,
1: I want to go. Mm. Please let me in. Did you always want to go to Baylor? Was that like a thing growing up? Like, Baylor is the place I want to be. Honestly, no, it wasn't. Fair. I grew up... a Texas. I grew up...
0: My younger years, Texas fan... Because Vince Young was the quarterback, and everyone who's a Texan who's in their 20s, you know you were a fan of Texas during that age. And if you weren't, you're bullshitting. Because Vince Young, it was a crazy year he had, and he's a really good quarterback or he was a good quarterback hope he's doing good we'll just put it that way
1: kind of had some bumps in the road if yeah. you know what i'm saying don't we all take you off on that tangent but i don't remember the question you asked but us uh, well we were talking about choosing baylor c- coming to baylor choosing to, choosing baylor they, yeah b- Bayl- b- we had a few different interests in different schools but baylor had at the time i don't know what it is now but yep. at the time they had the second best entre- get up in their entrepreneurial school entrepreneurial school there we go program yeah. um and uh, we'd met the the director of that and he was a nice guy and he liked us and we thought this might be kind of cool to create uh, false businesses on paper and and get a business degree while you're at it.
0: Yeah, I mean, they were models of supposed real ones,
1: obviously. Yeah,
0: yeah. But uh, Baylor's unique in that regard. They got the entrepreneurial program. They've had it for, I think a good one since 1977 don't yep. quote me on that but actually no it's definitely I'm, i don't know but it's top two in the nation
1: yeah i think boston oh, at the time at the time it was yeah. yeah. well at least that was their selling point i don't think we ever looked at a list of you know some third party ranking yeah. but that's what they told us i
0: never checked those lists but i always believe that i don't even know if there the was banners, a banners when i see them you right. know mm-hmm. they get me every time
1: Part of that visit, as you know, you're driving around this beautiful campus. Is they're like, and here's the football stadium that you're going to go to, or at the time it was, they showed us where it was getting built because it hadn't been right. built yet. It's Floyd Casey.
0: Floyd Greasy Casey. Greasy. What a,
1: wow. What a place. What a place. But anyways, that that's why I think that was another draw. Was like it was this place with that had the space in our mind of being like this American. Experience it, 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 it it Which I don't think We would have gotten If we yeah. went to You know like uh, Some of the schools Up north or closer to us Not because uh, they don't have That school spirit But down here It was definitely A different it's
0: vibe a, it, Yeah It's a different culture mm-hmm. Like you were saying It's uh, Like we grew up Watching movies And okay. stuff
1: You know Red Solo it, Cup Parties Team You know Spirit School spirit And this Kind of w- When we were sitting It fit the bill Yeah it fit the bill Yeah And so Sign me up
0: Mm-hmm It went well. We had a good time.
1: We became... Very close. Very close. close. Treated you like a freshman for like a week and a half? Still do.
0: (laughs) Y'all always have served as big brothers, mentors, etc. Thanks, Pete. You're
1: kind of like a little sister to me. Yeah. Oh, fuck (laughs) her off, buddy. (laughs) What's, What's wrong with that? Come on. There's some powerful little sisters out there. Yeah, there's some very strong, you know, hey, like hey, 250 I, hey, pound yeah. sisters out there. <laughs> no, not to put anyone on blast,
0: but how many? We'll say a number. How many 250 pound sisters do you? Very few. Know? You're in a
1: minority. Yeah, that like is maybe Uncounted, one, Peter. Maybe. One? Okay. Okay. So we're gonna go Pet- that route. What, okay. what would your name be? Petra? Pet- Patricia Patric- Ham? Patricia Ham. It's a good Petri- name. Rolls off the tongue nicely. Yep, Patrice. That I think that's Patrice, Patrice Ham. Okay, we're getting Peter, way off topic. <laughs> yeah, this is weird. Um, <laughs> where were we? We well, were we, we. So, anyways, yeah, Baylor. <laughs> we were talking about Baylor. Why we went to Baylor? I think Mentors, Big Brothers. Mentors, and then Big Brothers. Blah blah blah. Next line of questioning.
0: Correct. Okay, so when you started playing rugby in Texas, hmm. different from Canada
1: immediately different what were
0: some of the things you recognized and saw right off the bat
1: there well I'll, I'll say the two things that i noticed right off the bat the first thing the size of people were everybody was bigger There was just bigger bigger people and I think my understanding was there's a lot of ex-football players. Yeah, it was like, I think, to be specific, it was a different kind of big. It was yeah. like the lineman big, mm-hmm. the right. linebacker big. It wasn't yeah. like the super tall, slim, fast, slender, agile. It was like the guy's... Thick sh- boy. Th- very thick. Thick boy. Yeah. And, and the other Thunder thing... Thunder thighs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, and uh, this is this in no way should be taken as an insult, but... The rugby, there there was a there was a little bit less of low rugby IQ. Rugby IQ, there was definitely a physicality that was taken very seriously, but at least at at when we got to Baylor, which was during this rebuild time, right? The knowledge of the game, limited, limited, even the rules of the game. You know, it was just a little bit. uh, And that's there's nothing wrong with saying that because that's
0: very true. I mean, as someone who learned to play rugby outside of texas indiana where it's a part of actually what they do there like it's uh, at a lot of the schools in texas they don't have they don't have it at all like in high school it's
1: definitely growing but
0: yeah they oh yeah it's well it's came a long way but at the time there was some high school not barely not many i knew of Mm -hmm. so it was a lot of that transition transitionary athlete coming to play some works out great. Some not so great. Not so great. Yeah. Because it's demanding in so many categories. Mm-hmm. I'll
1: say the other thing I noticed Yeah. was <clears throat> I think because of the football culture. Yep. Um, the, well, let me put it this way. When we growing up, rugby was really the only co- it was more popular, I'd say, than football, at least in our circles. And the game very much revolves around this camaraderie with the other team. So there's before the game and then after the game, you like hang out with them and have a beer or whatever you do, eat with them. Um, Where obviously football, that's not the case. It's quite individualistic in that sense. and It is. And it's like you're warring with them before the game, you war with them during the game, and then you war with them after. And so one thing I noticed, right? Yeah. And one thing I noticed is that was still the case with rugby where we were used to. A certain level of camaraderie after the game with the other team that oh, didn't yeah. exist to the same degree, Clubs, like it, clubsmanship. Yeah, it was just like once the game was over, the losers were, I wouldn't, I, I don't want to say sour because they were fucking pissed, but they were really mad, and they they you know a guy wouldn't shake your hand kind of thing, which just wouldn't exist. Why well, right. wouldn't exist as much? That's not think. what rugby's uh,
0: represented or stands for. It's right. like a, it's the first rule in the book of. I feel like the world rugby laws is that you must bond with the other team after the game. I mean,
1: I haven't read the book, but I would not be surprised.
0: Uh, well, I'm not. I don't. Is is it a book? I was no. just. Oh, I was I off the you, well, no, I see. Like normally, you'd, ha-
1: you'd have you'd have you know, in, in, at least in Australia when we when Blair and I were playing there um, in high school, they would have tea mm.
0: after the game. Tea,
1: and it wouldn't be actual sure. tea. It would be like hot dogs and snacks and. And you would hang it with the other team. That's and funny and as s- shit that it's called tea. Yeah, swap jerseys and that kind of thing. Um, but here it was definitely the game, a game was it. over, the loser <laughs> was mad and that was that. Well, it
0: it that was the mindset, but we did end up always having them. We did. I had shorties. Yeah, we did. I'm sure they've been cooking pizzas.
1: Probably. Baking.
0: Baking. Baking. That's right. Baking?
1: Baking. Yeah.
0: Speaking of Baylor. Speaking of f- our time Baylor, let's fast forward
1: to the TCL. Oh boy, mm. what is the TCL, brother? This is a this is a great question, an important one, a very important one. The TCL stands for the Texan Canadian Lounge, and uh, <laughs> very original. <laughs> yes, it was the the name and the and the subsequent abbreviation that we um, gave to our apartment, which we lived in for two years, about a block or a couple yep. blocks away, in a gated community thing. Um it was like a complex. There was apartments with yeah. a, g- a gate that opened. Yeah, outside of Baylor. Not a fancy gate. Just a normal gate. like made of aluminum yeah. yeah. um, yeah. or something. Gated community, I don't mean... It's not a pretentious thing. It was just there was a gate. Which yeah, was, I got which my was car was car Which was handy. Here. Actually, which is quite <laughs> very it important. Nice. It's very an very important handy. detail. Because of the gate, the only way you could get in was by foot, unless you had a key card. And so... naturally a police cruiser they don't or naughty people or naughty people in cars they don't they just they don't see it because there's no street really right so i think that is a we'll probably get to the the details of the tcl but that was an important part of our success i think
0: very key very key no doubt about that
1: um yes do we just continue with yeah please do please do i was listening for it was a it was a four-person apartment So there's four full bedrooms. Each bedroom had its own bathroom, which was dope. Um, And it had a ton of living space because what it actually was, was two two person apartments that had a middle wall knocked out. And so it was just this. And then they took out one of the kitchens. So it was one kitchen (laughs) for that space. And it was just this open, expansive kitchen in the middle, living room on one side, another flex living room on the other, which we turned into a speakeasy speakeasy bar and um, a damn good one too extremely well decorated we had an inflatable whale hanging from the ceiling we had a large stuffed horse Nene shout out to Nene I don't know where you were at probably landfill Probs. we had an amazing aquarium 50, 50- 5 gallons, 55 gallons because we got a 55 do- a dollar a gallon day at PetSmart that was find nuts. that day if you're looking for a fish yeah. tank check um, we that had, was huge and we had the other fish tank with glow in the dark fish behind the bar yep the glow in the dark skull the team still u- has it uses it black wow. lights wait does that skull still exist yeah yeah do you know how we made that uh, we put like a thousand highlighters just explain what it. the skull is okay so if anybody's ever been well i always saw them in duty free at the airport but it's like skull vodka it's vodka yeah. that comes crystal in a, skull vodka is that what it is okay yeah i just don't see it in stores very often but anyways yep. uh we emptied the vodka and then didn't drink it I think we do. Yeah, probably. Hmm. Um, no and nice uh, we weren't wasting it. And then you filled it with water, and then we took a highlighter. And if you take, if you tear the end off a highlighter, it's just this little spongy cord inside that holds all the fluid. And we drained the fluid out. And we only used one of them. It was one yellow f- highlighter. What's that? Yeah, and it made it, frankly, kind of a lame yellow. But when it went under a black light, it turned to this opaque, greeny yellow. That's a lot like your, right. Um. Uh, podcast image behind Rupert's shoulder there like quite vivid green the old ham yeah the old ham planet and then we glued it and so I'm. and we used to think that it, it one was day it would degenerate it, or it would break down and, and everything would fish. come out and kill the fish and to hear that it's still being used means that well it's not in a fish tank to this day oh but it's still fair. with the team fair enough well shout out to the glue we used probably 3m good That's for you guys good shit. wild glue so, anyways, big, expansive room. Um, everybody had their own individual bedrooms, which was nice to have that sanctuary to go and be yourself. And oh,
0: Hondo P. I'll throw an image here of the good old TCL. Yeah, we got a couple, actually. i just going to make sure to see me doing that motion. Perfect. And we'll slap it Is up there. Is that where um, it's going
1: to show up? We'll just point up there. TCL. And if it it. if it wasn't obvious TCL because Texas Canadian Lounge there was two Texans um yep a a fellow named Colton great friend of mine a great brother and Blairs and uh, Pete as as the Texan team and then Texan two two Canadians and uh, such a great we had a lot of fun that's basically what happened in there is we 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 did exactly what we wanted to do and we had fun doing it and we had good. Security parameters in place. Extremely. To well, the security parameter was a like it was a rugby house more or less. Right. And so, yep. Big couple, couple big dudes, capable mm. guys. Yeah. Strong, good men, mm. hard working. And we had a yep. green. We had a. We took it. We took the light bulb. Well, first of all, we had a. <laughs> This is so pretentious. We had a we had a T. We've got a T, a C, and an L from Lowe's. You know those wooden letters you can buy, and we spray painted them gold, and then we put them on our door, which was green. And then we took out our light. That
0: ain't pretentious. That's good thinking.
1: Well, yeah, but just late, you know, branding your <laughs> smart as fuck. Smart. Anyways, everybody could find us because we are in college and in not
0: doing that. You're yeah. fucking up. Mm-hmm.
1: But we screwed in a green light bulb. And so it became really easy to tell people where the parties were because we just said, look for the green light bulb in the letters on the door. <sighs> what a... N- no address If necessary. anyone sent that to me today,
0: like for a party, I would be like, love to see it. I'll make sure I look for the green light in the gold letters. Oh.
1: That's sick. And Oh, yeah. We had some times, and I guess we, we made a bit of a career at it that when we went back to the apartment... Yep. The year after, Blair and I came down to Texas the year after we graduated. The TCL by that time had been dissolved. Um, we we went back to this apartment complex. Um, and the apartments, by the way, were only two levels. So there's only one group above us. Yep. Um, and they were very lovely ladies and they put up with our shenanigans. Shout um, out to all of them. Yeah, shout out to all them. them. Um, and the, we went to our door and we knocked on it. Uh, our our old door. And and we said, Hey, listen, um, this is going to be a little random, but we used to live here. And, and if you wouldn't mind, we just love to peek our heads inside and and take a look. Of course, this is now nothing like it was before. It was for women living in there and they were really kind enough to let us in there. Oh, they let y'all in. Yeah. yeah. And and when we we poked our heads in and, and they said, um, so you're the guys. And, uh, we said, well, uh, what do you mean? And they said, well, about every s- every second or third Saturday night, there'll be a group <laughs> of folks showing up at our yeah, door. It like, was like at the beginning of the year before they figured it out. Yeah. People would still show up for the first term. For the first term. Yeah. And she said it wasn't a lot, but she said there was a few accounts where that happened. Oh, we no were, doubt. We were very proud of that moment because it meant that we created something that was bigger than ourselves Lasting. and lasted. It did.
0: It absolutely did. Shit, I wouldn't doubt there's still groups showing up there being like, hey, whoa, TCL party tonight? I hope not. That would be bad. (laughs) I wouldn't doubt her. I really wouldn't doubt her. Sorry, technical difficulties, camera man is drunk. Back see to it. see it. Love, love it. love it. Love, love to, to see, see it. it. Back, back to the, to the show. show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back, back. to the good old Ham Planet podcast. We are happy to see you. Blair and Rube, happy to see you.
1: Happy to happy see you here.
0: Brothers, we did have the privilege of receiving some guest questions on this mighty fine evening. Uh, Do you mind if uh, we give him a go? Let's give him a go. Let's give him a go. So, our first question of the evening comes from um a guest who's also a doctor. Dr. Walter Woodruff with the guest question. Wow. He says, What's the difference between a Canuck
1: and the Canadian? Wow. Good question. Um Well, well I can tell you one difference. Mm. Oh, do you want to go first? No, you go. I don't actually know the historical meaning of Canuck. I think it was like a slang for Canadian. But right. there's the Vancouver Canucks, which is a hockey team. So there's one difference we could make versus a Canadian, which would be somebody's citizenship.
0: Co- correct. And so that, I guess that's an, what I and point, a Canadian
1: yeah. would be also the Canadian team, like the Montreal Canadiens, another hockey team. Correct. So there's one split we could make on the on the – on the playing field or the the ice rink of hockey but but i think generally canuck is a slang term for a canadian right and what isn't johnny a johnny canuck a thing yeah like i said i've heard it i think i knew it at one point i don't i don't i wouldn't do it justice now we're not we're not really doing great on the on being canadian sluggers model canadians right now but yeah, it's a slang. in regards it's, to that question. I'd say it's slang for for maybe if you're a Canuck, they've given you that name because you're a stereotypical Canadian. Yeah, like I can you've see got that. A, you got a thick Canadian accent, probably m- closer to the east coast of Canada, where they have more of a accent. Um, yeah, that's, well, that's that's where think.
0: Trailer Park Boys is, right? Nova Scotia, isn't that over there? That's right. It is up yep, in the old Trailer the Park, Sticks. Park. East,
1: East, above Maine.
0: For yeah. all you They're Americans. Pretty. Yep. Yep. Okay. So Walt, there's your answer. Uh next question also from the
1: doctor. Uh biggest thing you miss about Texas. Oh man. Well, the people would be the number one thing. Um Aww. Uh, I that that's warms nice. the heart. If he that. wasn't wearing glasses, he'd be blushing. I um, am blushing, I'll tell you. Um the people for sure. Um, and with that comes the sort of hospitality, the Southern hospitality, which is definitely a thing. It's a thing. It is. Um, I'd say the other thing, you guys have more fast food mm. in this state mm. than Canada, Great All of our provinces. Quality treats. Quality. Well, quality is questionable, but I mean they, they taste really it, good and you. Satisfying feel awful in the moment. After. Satisfying in the moment. But definitely past. I mean, I wouldn't yeah. call barbecue fast food. Barbecue, you guys do really well at, and we miss that. Other than that, if you want a really greasy meal, you can that get one. Requires zero effort at all. It's either a drive-through or literally park your car and you push a button and somebody comes out to you with it. <laughs> y'all do pretty well at that. Sonic. Game sonic that's the shout, one out, sonic. shout out sonic everyone knows
0: i got a sonic issue yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> do uh, you? well i like getting my drinks there and we used to eat large meals there mm, frequently right. yeah was being a fat bully yeah but now we've learned that we just kind of enjoy sonic so we try and go there and just get a drink yeah that's what we're doing now
1: so we're doing better. So you go there for a drink, but you come out with some weird cheesy tot combo. No, thing. no, I'm not a cheesy
0: tot guy, no. despite common belief. What not a have, cheesy tot guy. What are you
1: having when you go there? I love the supersonic burrito. I'm an old school guy. A supersonic, listen to the name of that. A supersonic burrito. It is That's scrambled eggs. It it's not too bad. It's scrambled eggs. Because it, it moves right through you. Hash supersonic, supersonic speeds through
0: the digestive system. Mm. If you if you want that, you go to the ultimate. Pete had one. Last uh, night. Ultimate. <laughs> I can go. With you. <laughs> Sonic burrito. Yeah, the sh- ultimate will shoot through you like a missile. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That one's. It's a scene. Uh, scrambled eggs, cheese, cheesy sauce.
1: Imagine that cheesy sauce. Cheesy and cheese. Su- cheese. What's a cheesy che- sauce? I don't Queso? fucking know.
0: I never get that one because I know it's a disaster. I had it once. <laughs> right. Um, anyways,
1: we have a lot of fast food. So anyways, that's, that's that's a couple of the things we missed. The people yep. and the food and the ho- and well, people, the hospitality. The weather's actually pretty nice too, except for this time of year. It's summer. Yeah, look at my really, face. It's really I hot. I stood outside for maybe two hours today Th- and I look yeah. like a... Th- there's a reason. Definitely burned for well, sure. Why y'all have, have, have created a culture of sitting and drinking sweet tea. In the shade. In the shade. It's because it's too it fucking hot to do anything else. It really is. Um, it's dangerous.
0: Sorry, technical difficulties. Camera man is drunk. Um,
1: favorite and worst part of being a twin. Oh, worst part sharing a birthday. Excuse me. Growing up, when you get to go to other birthday parties and it's their day. Yep. That's quite the experience. And you know, it's theirs. Uh, as a twin, it's not yours. It's half yours. Right. Which is tough. Very. I could see that kind of. As you get older, it doesn't really matter. But being younger, that was, I'd say, a negative.
0: Did you all get pissed at each other? You're like, no, it's my
1: birthday. I just wanted to celebrate seven minutes before Blair, but it never happened. Right. Was that your, like, constant request? Like, hey, can we just. Like, look, why don't you bring my cake out seven minutes before you bring his out so that we can do this thing right to the books?
0: You know, you got an argument there, but is that is that is that 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 fair to your brother? You know, life isn't
1: fair, Pete. We all know that. It's not fair, right? (laughs) But, but there's good. Blair would have been pissed. (laughs) That there's good things, and to answer the second part of your question, yeah, the other half. um, Thank you, brother. And I guess this pertains to twins that have a good relationship, which we do. um, You have a good pal to do a lot of stuff with. You go to a new school, you play rugby at a new school, you go do something else, uh, you kind of have something to do it with and chat about the things you like and don't like and you learn lessons and share those lessons and maybe you don't have to experience as many hard ones because you got to watch the other guy fuck it up first. So Which that's is handy. honestly a huge advantage. Or succeed. You get to learn from somebody's success.
0: Or failure and spot on boys. Yeah, do we all know any twins who, you know, they're they're twins, but they
1: are went completely different routes. Totally. Most well, I don't think we, we I don't think we know a couple twins very no, well, not but not there are well. twin. We're fraternal, so we're not identical. We look very similar, right. but we're fraternal. And I think in some cases where fraternal twins are quite different, that. Yeah. Um, you know, that informs their life together. Right. And so maybe those, the, you know, those twins aren't to Rupert's point, you know, supporting each other as much, or they're not sharing in the same experiences and whatnot.
0: Um, Sharpening each other's blade. Right. Of life.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: True. Yeah. I feel like definitely, definitely jealous in that aspect. Y'all, y'all get to
1: nice to have a pal.
0: Very nice to have a pal. Nice to have a pal. Proud to call both of you my pals. And yeah. before we start getting too soft, because this is ain't the soft show, we're going to scoot and boot <laughs> right along. But hey, don't hold your emotions in. But we're going to scoot and boot right along to the next audience question. Next audience question comes from Captain Cody Eugene Asbury. Wow. Wow. Salute. God bless. God bless him. God bless our troops. God bless all our soldiers. Um, and we, we like the Canada Army too. I'm pr-
1: I think we get along really well, actually, American soldiers. I'm and a Canadian big fan. Soldiers. Yeah. Yeah. Complimentary Can- skill sets.
0: Absolutely. Canadian you guys, snipers you know what a, they're doing.
1: Yeah, you guys have a lot more folks in your program, but uh, oh, we, we definitely like to provide quality.
0: Quality. Yeah. Canadian quality. We do our best. Two words that go great together. Yeah. Thanks, Pete. Is it difficult having a love life as a twin, or what extra difficulties do y'all believe it faced that you're faced with because of it?
1: I don't. I wouldn't say there's a. a, I will. What what I will start out by saying is, we've never had a situation where we've been fighting over the same romantic interest. That's true. That That hasn't happened. So it wasn't like you know you're growing up and you're in high school or something. And there's the cute girl. I mean, both of us could see the girl is cute or we like the girl, but there was never one was always butting of the heads. Yeah. One was always like, all right, you're obviously down the path and that's your target or whatever. You're looking to, you know, get to know this girl a little better. (laughs) That's your target, bro. Yeah. Maybe target's the wrong word. That's sort of inappropriate. But, you know, it was Uh, we wouldn't fight over um, romantic interests that that never happened. Um, That's a plus. So I don't actually. I don't think there have been any difficulties. I'd say actually the complete opposite is you. You kind of, as we said before, y'all you just reap the benefits. You kind of just learn and from the other, and the other guy's like, "This is what I'm experiencing. This is good. This is bad." And then you get to go and tr- try and be better, not in a bad way. Just, just do in good. a
0: sense. Y'all have do better been able to learn twice as fast in a lot of areas of life. We're, we're twice as smart as everyone. Including That's what you we're trying watching.
1: to say. Twice. Yeah. yeah, twice. Big, big brain. <laughs> wow. Big, big,
0: big brain. Love. To see it. Blair, any remarks on to that?
1: Nope. Ditto. Roger
0: that. Next question from old oh, Captain Koei. Wow. When are y'all going to <laughs> renounce your Canadian citizenship, citizenship and move back to texas and become texan citizens
1: forever as soon as your family gives me a plot of land on the roddy tree R- roddy tree ranch i'd say how about this we'll do a swap you heard it cody captain (laughs) captain asbury you you join the canadian armed forces you renounce your american and texan uh heritage and uh see that's hard that's gonna be very throw yourself into a big old big old plate of poutine and i'll throw myself into um cody does love canada i will say that he hasn't been yet though he keeps on getting invited but uh he won't he won't come so
0: we've we've definitely made it clear there he'll
1: make it up eventually he when the invasion will. starts, and he just he's knocking on our door with a, he needs a place to large start. gun,
0: he's he's used some pretty cool shit. I'm not gonna lie. We love Cody
1: a lot. We
0: we're, love so, Cody. we're sarcastic
1: with Mister Dingleberry, but we like him yeah. a lot.
0: Remember, ladies and gents, this is a show for entertainment purposes only. See? That's true. We are not doctors. We are not your financial advisors, and we are not here to just you know preach some sort of gospel. But to we're answer your here. question
1: seriously, Cody, I don't, th- I don't yeah. think we, I don't think we, we're here for it. I think I'd have a dual citizenship, <laughs> but I love my country. I'm a Canadian. I'm a very proud Canadian, um, but I'm also a very proud Texan. I'd say I'm a prouder Texan than I am an American. Okay, we'll take that. We love that. Love to see it. On one. honorary Texan, maybe I could slide that one through. Giddy up! Y- y'all can definitely slide that through. Okay, cool.
0: Y'all been to. Th- Multiple Texan Thanksgivings.
1: We have. We have, thanks to the Dallas lovely needs, ham. We need Dallas Cowboy games. We have. Yep. They lost most of them, unfortunately. Come on, brother.
0: <laughs> That's not chill.
1: Well, but it is the truth. It's the truth, but it's no, all the no, truth. No,
0: it's not. We actually lived we thanks- together during some of their greatest years. No, no, no years. but I'm talking about
1: Thanksgivings.
0: Oh, maybe the Thanksgiving. Yeah, that they had was a rough a tough,
1: stretch. That was tough, yeah. Well, one of
0: them, we had Tony Romo get hurt. After coming back,
1: right away, like right first away,
0: first play, right away. Ouch! Which was sad to see. Recollect all the Cowboys Thanksgiving games.
1: That's okay. Yep. Leave it to uh, ESPN.
0: Yeah, leave it. Leave it to those Wizards. Okay. Great questions from the captain. Um. Next, we have a, a question from good old Chamois and Ding Dong. cham and Big old champ chiming in on one. Question number one is. Does healthcare work in Canada?
1: Why isn't it like that here? Oh, man. Good question. I think, honestly... It parts t- of it work. Um, it parts works, of it don't. It works well, though, overall. It does work well. And I think that the it's easy to oversimplify a lot of comparisons between Canada and the U.S. as it relates to politics. And I think it helps to realize... That you'd need a long, a, you need a, many, many years to set up the system we have now. So to just switch over to a new system, you know, it wouldn't, it, there's, it wouldn't make sense. It couldn't happen. And so couldn't. you couldn't have a universal healthcare system overnight in the mm-hmm. US, um, just like you couldn't do any political you know, reform overnight. It would take a long time. And so today's system is a product of many, many years, uh, not just a decision to change things.
0: So, do you think it would be a better solution in the United well, States? Well,
1: here's, here's a perfect example. And we were talking about this earlier. Right. Um, if I go to the hospital in Canada, um, as long as it's not a very obscure surgery that, you know, there's a wait list or something, um, I go in and I leave and I never see a bill. I, ne- I never pay any money, really. Did they tax- get
0: to you that one time? Sorry? Yeah. Is that an issue by any means? Like, do they have problems... Depending on like the s- scheduling, it, uh, important thing. S-
1: some some of them yes, and that's what I mean about if it's if it's a really big, you know, heavy surgery. Yeah. But for example, you know, I've had a lot of injuries. I've broken my ankle. I broke my foot in April, and I walked in. Yeah. Got it dealt with, walked out, all within four and a half hours. Sur- I, surgery or. No, just the the X ray and then the because ed- you don't really do, you, you don't do anything with a fault. mine was surgery though and it was it was in an, it was in and out and then you good experience and and you know you pay through taxes but I mean at the end of the day you're not getting you're not getting an invoice from getting an invoice from them and even to the point when I got my surgery in Texas when I dislocated my shoulder and they had to do um, some reconstructive stuff Canada subsidized what I was going to pay. for in texas oh wow so they paid um a they're like the hey. majority of it oh wow as a canadian citizen so um it still works for us in, in that way it's kind of like insurance I like that. think of it more like insurance mm-hmm. in that you pay taxes every year a little bit more and in the eventual case or the, mm-hmm. the, the if you hurt yourself um you're kind of protected from the financial liability now yeah now right now there's a big challenge with our health care Right. nurses are understaffed which is the case in a lot of places there are some um uh faculties that are underpaid and the system is c- needs some revamping in areas so right now the political landscape is a little challenging um but, but that, that'll never change but overall i i love our system mm-hmm. so that rolls right
0: into our next question which is thoughts on the keystone pipeline
1: oh man <laughs> i don't have many thoughts on that Other than is that near y'all?
0: Where is that thing?
1: Yeah, ish. Near is in Canada is huge, and it's nowhere close. But it's in Canada, and it travels up and around where we live. Um, There are sustainable ways of getting resources from the earth, and and people are always going to debate the sustainability of a project. We need to be economic an economic powerhouse as a country. Yep. So we need to pick and choose those, how we do that, grab those resources, what projects to do. And unfortunately, some of them get really political. Um, and do. largely it gets political because people aren't willing to, so. they're not willing to talk about it. Like the two but sides. I am willing. We're, I'm willing. No, no, but I'm not saying, that saying that the Keystone pipeline and, and, and projects like it, especially with, you know, the green movement being what it is. I, I, conversation definitely gets blurred when people oh, yeah. can't sit around a table and talk about it and that's an oversimplification absolutely agree. but that's
0: absolutely agree and it's it's something that's more prevalent prevalent or i think that word's right prevalent yeah yeah you know? it's yeah. there the cheese. in the older folk you know what i'm saying yeah. they're the ones who get a little bit they're a little more into it being a political thing where i feel like us as younger business minds we just view it as Hey, we want the world to be good, and we want to make economic winning decisions. Well, it's also not
1: black and winning white. Decisions. Seek, yeah. seek first to understand before being reactive and making your mind up about something. And I think the challenge is, is a lot of people don't spend the time understanding, and they just come okay. out and they they, they... they bark about the polar sides of, of the, of the um, oh, conversation rather than yeah. being like, oh, it's not black and white. There's this huge gray area, and if we can't acknowledge that, then we're just talking nonsense.
0: Spot on. Honestly. Hate to see it. It's tough. It's on tough. on too many things it should shouldn't be. Maybe some things hey, Next question. What qualities of your personalities
1: is this, reson- r- is this from
0: Chammers? This is from Chamalamba Ding Dong wow. on line one. Driving deep. What qualities of your personality resonate with a good old trailer park boys?
1: Oh man. Qualities?
0: qualities I'm just turning the bucket around
1: I just appreciating homegrown fun that you don't need a bunch of coin to get together with the boys and chit chat and have a quality time a greasy time
0: and it ain't it ain't nothing wrong with getting a little
1: greasy and the girls the girls are very much involved the girls have fun
0: not gonna lie, they look pretty f- guys and girls, freaking happy on the show. Yeah, Blair. Any traits? Any qualities? Any things that resonate from Trailer Park Boys as fellow Canadians? Well, tra-
1: yeah, I felt I was gonna say a trait would be that we're Canadian, so I think we can resonate on that front. We also grew up um, before we were in Vancouver. We were on the east coast. We were on in a, in the Bay of Fundy uh, on a small island, which probably had a population of I don't know twenty five.
0: Twenty five hundred people. Twenty five. Oh, twenty five hundred.
1: Yeah. No, I'm Still not. not much. I'm not comparing it to Trailer Park Boys because it was in no way, shape, or form like that. But in the sense that we were the on area. the East Coast, they have this practically the same accent. Um, so I guess both of us are could, they greasy? No, not where we were from. They're very. They're actually very much like folks down here. Very um, welcoming, loving, religious know, community. Southern hospitality. That's yeah. right. Who is the one that asked about what we miss? Was that Woodruff? Woodruff.
0: Yep, here we are. Prime example. What do we miss?
1: Chester's Hot Fries. Is that what they're called? We don't have these in Canada. Hot Fries. They're nuts. Make your mouth burn. They're nuts. They're amazing. and um, They are amazing. They hurt. If I didn't do carry on, I'd be checking a bag full of these on my way home. Definitely miss these. I'm gonna burn my mouth off later.
0: They, I gotta be honest, I was addicted to those as a child.
1: Well, I'm addicted to them now.
0: As a child, I was as an eight-year-old child. <laughs> as
1: a six-foot-seven, four hundred thirty-pound gra- child, and he gravitated from Chester's hot fries—is that what it is? Chester's hot fries well, to a Sonic burrito. Oh, okay,
0: we 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 ate healthy in between, and we and we're mixed. we're we're health oriented. No doubt, that's at the forefront. But to the Cheetos, addicted, eight years old. Okay, I would challenge myself to see how many bags I could eat in a row without drinking any water.
1: That's ridiculous. It was this. Oh my God! That's it was self-marved. it was horrible. Self-marved.
0: by yourself? In, in like, no, no, no. I, it it with would be of people, people. Yeah. So you had? My, I had my cousin and my neighbor. Which one, Hunter? Uh,
1: Hunter and also Alexa. So wow. good for you guys. I would do
0: it for all of them. It was like, my, like party. The en- That's my young party trick.
1: You're like the enabler in those, you know, shows about losing weight where the like, person keeps coming home with like five chickens and a, a big pizza. You just keep on like, giving Pete Chester's hot fries <laughs> and he has a problem for the rest of his life. This, exactly. This is what happened.
0: I started eating them aggressively like that. Time. It was, you know, my thing. Sorry, technical difficulties. Camera man is drunk. We're live. We're live. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Hand Planet Podcast.
1: Mm.
0: Blair, Rupert, welcome to the Would You Rather round. Are you ready? Very. Born, Born. actually. Born. Ready. First question of the evening. Would you rather? Live in a country with a low cost of living, but horrible weather, or live in a country with a high cost of living and amazing weather?
1: The latter. Yep me too (laughs) because you can make a living you can't really change the weather
0: very very fair
1: yeah I'd have to agree
0: honestly not bad options would you rather would you rather be the highest temperature ever be 100 degrees Fahrenheit or the lowest temperature ever be 100 degrees Fahrenheit.
1: Wait. What, what uh, do you mean? Just like the lowest temperature that ever exists? Yeah. Huh. The highest temperature. Oh, the the highest because... Would you rather us having never... A, having the lowest temperature ever be 100 degrees Fahrenheit. Things wouldn't work We well. would be boiling in our skin. <laughs> It'd be hot as I think we'd get by, but it'd be hot. You're basically halfway there in this state. Yeah. I mean, we are there. And it's already unbearable.
0: Very unbearable. We're there. Yeah. We're there. You've i been mean, there for a while. It was over 100 today. It was hot. But it makes the mind wander. What would the world be like if the 100 was the hottest it's ever been? Not good. Mm-hmm. Probably cold. And dark. And fucked. <laughs>
1: <laughs> totally the Ice fine. Age would probably still be a thing. Yeah. Without having we have we get our mammoths data. back, which would be nice.
0: Mm-hmm. Miss yes, those guys. Big hairy elephants. Nice guys, from what I heard. They were in Waco. They, they were. were. Yep, yeah, big mammoth museum down there. Wow. Still need to go, but I heard good things. Good things. Next question. Next. Would you rather go your whole life being the most hilarious person? Out of all the people you know, Mm -hmm. or being the most intelligent person of all,
1: and you know it. This is a known fact. uh, Doesn't
0: necessarily say that, and anything
1: outside the question is up for interpretation. I see. Well, I feel like the most intelligent. I probably. It would be pretty great to be that intelligent. And if you were so intelligent, then you could probably make yourself into a a very fine person. Yeah, but I don't think that's on the table. I think we're in a universe where you can't be both. I see. That's how it is. Intelligence. I like intelligence. I like that route. Yeah. Although it would be great to have somebody in the circle who was the funniest dude or right. or gal on the planet. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, I lean towards being the the funny option, but it's hard to say. How does it feel? I'm not saying that's what I'm picking yet. I'm just I'm leaning that way. Okay, I'm picking it because if, if the team needs a funny guy, I'll be you're guy. W- well suited for the team. Well dressed for it. We got
1: the pink flamingo shirt on. If you're watching, it's a wardrobe change. The, Pete. But. the tailor actually fucked up. He actually he was blind and he started making one shirt and then made a mistake. And moved tables to the diff- to the flamingo shirt, and
0: now it's a. It's called a rare error, is what they call it. Rare error, yeah. Um, actually, that's a Beanie Babies thing, but shout out to my Beanie Babies squad.
1: This looks like a cut, cl- like a. That is a good one. Collectors.
0: We got two good ones here. Um, the Beanie Baby Gold Rush oh, is over right now. Sad. Sorry, technical difficulties, camera. Man is drunk. Back Next question. Would you rather always have to use sandpaper? See it. Love it. Love to see it. Back to the show. Welcome back to the Am Planet Podcast. Would you rather always have to use sandpaper as toilet paper? Ooh. Or always have to use hot sauce as eye or eardrops.
1: Uh, I'd have to go with the la- the latter option because I could live without eye drops. And uh, the toilet paper program is basic human necessity, at least. What if you had to do both? Like, what if you had a condition where eye drops were a necessity? Like the seasonal allergies I get every year? Right. I think I'd probably have to go with the eye drops still, because... Wow. No, you don't want the sandpaper down there. Well, happy
0: to report back that 60 cents, 66% of people, well, maybe not happy to report back. Pick the sandpaper.
1: Yeah, of course, because you don't want to mess with your eyes. Yeah, but how often do you use eye drops? I don't often use eye drops, I'm a non
0: eyedrop guy, and know yeah. y'all, I think y'all are.
1: Well, allergies definitely help us, right, with that program. But um, allergies. I'd be on the sandpaper team.
0: Allergies are no joke. I'm yeah, not trying to be sarcastic.
1: I feel like some red, red, red hot sauce in the eyeball.
0: Yeah, you're going blind after sure. a month. Would you rather have to clean an entire 18-wheeler with your tongue or not be able to shower or bathe for an entire year?
1: 18 wheeler with my tongue. Imagine how strong my tongue would be after.
0: Strong tongue. Yeah. Swole tongue. Swole tongue. Beast tongue. I'm sure
1: there's some uses for that, Peter. I'm sure there is.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's a muscle. It's a
1: muscle. It's a... yeah.
0: Some argue.
1: How some dirty is this truck?
0: Brother, I gotta resort back to the rules outside of the question. Yeah. for interpretation. Maybe. You so when I think of an eighteen wheeler, I think of a greasy grimy truck that's been on the road.
1: Yeah, I'd probably yeah. clean it with my tongue. At yeah. minimum. The tongue tongue program.
0: Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Not showering mm-hmm. or bathing. That's a huge part of what makes us human.
1: Yeah, it's true. And licking a large truck
0: isn't. <laughs> it isn't, but it's worth saving that aspect of your humanity.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. I agree. You need to make and friends. And your sanity. Yeah, saving your humanity by licking an 18-wheeler clean. My, Shit, my now humani- that I'm thinking it my over... My humanity would be saved. I'd be saved. What, if you're living up
0: at Gambier Island, you know, just and jump in the old...
1: Is that is oh. that breaking the rules though? Is it? Because I mean, technically, I for for no, for most of human existence, bathing was jumping in water. So I don't think that comes into play. I don't think you get to avoid bathing. What if I get
0: put? What if I'm on a helicopter adventure and I just so
1: happen to stumble out? And that's a very expensive shower. But you know, if you have the coin to <laughs> start going up in helicopters, it, what if you, I'm fishing in a helicopter? Maybe I'm fishing. Maybe
0: I'm maybe I'm fishing on a boat. That's more realistic. The also a very expensive in, shower, but helicopter you probably do. Yeah.
1: yeah. I, I think we answered this. I think we clean, we're cleaning trucks with tongue. Yeah.
0: Yep. See it. Love it. Love to see it. Back to the show. Last one last Brothers, would you rather be able to speak to all animals? Or speak all languages of the world?
1: Animals. Animals, hands down, hands down, hands down, hands down. Yep. Skipper, do you like getting fed the same thing every day? Bark, bark, bark. Translates to no. Right, the dog. Yeah. And it's
0: a beautiful thing. Yeah. And that's just scratching the surface. You can go to the zoo and oh, that's real. that's kind of a depressing. depressing. Place. Yeah, that'd be right. They'd probably be like,
1: "Get me the f- yeah," because I feel like get me crazy. out of it. <laughs> Well, there's tools for translation today that exist. True. I think the animal one is, you know, Dr. Doolittle. You're basically Dr. Doolittle. Is that what he did? That's what he did. He taught, taught you know. with animals, yeah. <laughs> he he was a master
0: from. of animals, so.
1: Yeah. I think it drove him insane for a bit, but he figured it out. Yeah. Who was that? Eddie Murphy? There's a few people, but he, yeah, he did it. Based on a true story? No, i hope not i don't <laughs> think so actually i think that's, I think that's fiction
0: ladies and yeah. gents, if you believe dr doolittle's true in your mind don't don't google search this. no in your mind right now is he true if he is put dr doolittle forever down below if it's if you, if you don't like him don't do anything but if you like him at least say hey i like him we like him yeah we like him. good guy
1: living our dreams enchantment animals
0: So we're choosing animals. Final answer. Final answer.
1: Love to see it. Well, brothers, what a
0: phenomenal evening all across the board. You know, we could probably keep this discussion going for hours. Have a movie documentary
1: about this. Mm -hmm. um, Called 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 Hammond Friends. Hmm. Interesting. Hammond Friends, like the end with the.
0: The, oh I, I like those Hammond. i'm big on those using the
1: ham Hammond, i like it Hammond friends Hammond pals cozy ham. how do you how do we shut this thing up? how do we sew it all up <laughs> we sew it all up by um letting
0: the fine folks know if you had a good time tonight we appreciate you for listening we appreciate you for tuning in yeah. and um if you're feeling good about the show go ahead and throw the boys a gold five-star review subscribe share it with your mom dad uncle brother sister girlfriend boyfriend best friend
1: anyone, anyone
0: who needs some good vibes
1: now, of course we appreciate you sticking around and pete we really appreciate you having us on here
0: well i know today
1: might be the first time but it's